0: Oh ho ho, cheeky monkeys! Get on with it.
1: Toffee, toffee, toffee. That's magnificent. No job. Up and down. Where's our bye bye? You like the Arsenal? You ambitious? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> easy, easy, easy. How would you like to have apples, Gunners? Woo-hoo-hoo! There's another FA Cup final coming your way, courtesy of Mikel Arteta. Hello, and welcome to ABW Live. Oh, I'm really unprofessional. I didn't have my, uh, uh, my YouTube on me. What a game. What a game. Um, let's go straight to the chat box. Um, Danny's first in there. Archie, Sayan Vesh, Rami A, Bag of Dicks, Mr DJ... Um Zaid Rawazdei, Day. Sorry, if I got that wrong, I apologize, mate. Boy m 235100 and Christian Andrewsen, MJL, Ron Ree, K-Man 1867, Phil Marker, Jackasaurus, Jimmy Housen's there, um, Eric Newcomer, Carlito Alguna, John Bernstein, um, Jonah Settenberg, Sam Fisher. Oh, hello, one and all. Dean Coe's there. Four million noses there, Colos, you scars there. Hi, right, guys, how are we? Are we happy? Because if you're not happy over that, nothing's ever going to fucking please you. i got to be honest here. I'm over the fucking blue moon. Have that. Um, Right, today, guys, we've got two special guests. We've got Femi. Hello, Fem.
0: Hi, how are you doing, guys? Good evening to all the Arsenal fans all over the world. What a great night for us! <laughs>
1: fantastic, Liverpool. Fantastic. How happy are you?
0: Oh mate. Seriously. I. I Anyway, I. I I'm speechless. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know exactly. Um, oh, uh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Next, we have the one and only True Thompson. How are you, bro?
2: I think uh, I think Femi tried to do his best impression of all of us trying to contain ourselves at the moment. And, I, and then maybe if, if this was like a live kind of thing and we we're at the pub right now, I think we'd all just be getting absolutely pissed. So I can't tell you, like, today has been I mean, today's a great day, like, uh, on so many levels. And yeah, like I said before, pre-pod, just before, it's just the circumstances that Arteta came de- uh, to the club too and just how things have evolved and to see us get into another cup final him to get, you know, one over against his, you know, his former mentor and his friend, like, just the, the whole storyline is fantastic. Like, you know, everyone should be absolutely thrilled with what what we just witnessed. And we, we'll get into it, obviously, but like, man, like, I, I'm trying I'm trying to pull a Femi. Like, I'm trying to, like, not like, just jump out of my seat, and just be thrilled about it. I'm trying to just
1: contain myself, but yeah, like, we're all happy about it, for sure. I've, I've got to be honest, I gave up on that as soon as I sat it up. I just, I was so excited to speak to you guys, you know, and you just think, Oh my God, what have we just seen? You know, um, <laughs> after the Liverpool game, you knew we had a chance. But Fermi, I'm going to come to you here first, because we're going to be straight into this. line um, lineups, you saw Maitland-Niles come in at left-wing back, and you saw Saka on the bench and Mustafi instead of holding. W- what were your thoughts on the lineup, Nate?
0: mate? Yeah, to be honest, I-, I know a lot of people were a bit confused, but... I think that hybrid formation we would be doing at the back. I think one thing that we've got to remember is uh, the game against Wolves when um, Adama Triore went out wide. As soon as he went out wide, Arteta was tactical. He brought on Maitland-Niles and he did a job on him. So when we know that Mares is going to play that side, and is pretty much had nearly every defender on that side on toast. So you knew that Arteta had a plan. And most of the plans that he's had, if you trust them, they've worked, to be honest with you. So, yeah, I was happy with that. Um, in terms of the front three, I mean, it's it's weird because they haven't played together that many times this season, have they, uh, the three at the front? And they haven't played well together, let's say, most of the time. Um, apart from that, uh, team was, as you would have expected, you know, Bellerin would have played. Um, Tierney at left centre-back, I like to be honest with you. I like, I like because we saw it against, was it Wolves or Sheffield United? Tierney at left centre-back. And for some reason, Kolasinac got in and we kept those clean sheets. so We kept his place, but I much prefer Tierney in that position. So no, uh, brilliant. I thought it was a good, good choice, good team choice, to be honest.
1: i, I got to be honest, I had no issues in the setup. I, I had no issues in the selection. Um, I just thought he's going out. He, you know, we've got ball players everywhere. And like you said about Tierney, he's been calm in that left centre-back role in the back three. Um, Drew, uh, you know, Tierney clears a dangerous ball early doors. City come out there on top, aren't they? You see a Mustafi turnover under pressure. Where we're trying to play the ball out from the back. And the first 10 minutes, I heard him scare him.
2: Yeah. I think we, we dodged a bullet in terms of, um, I think it's, it's really hard to, to play a team like city who control play. If you go down early, normally that's it, you know, going down 10, 15 minutes to a pep side or even to a club side, you know, of that level that's curtains really for us. And then it, it force you to be more open and by extension, then they can adjust and then play more on the break instead of trying to control matters. So, um, whoever's fault it was is, is debatable, but the fact that we didn't surrender early was crucial. And I think that that would have been something our title would have tried to speak to us about truly in the locker room. It's, it's vital. And because he would have been on the inner workings to know that Cedar kind of one of the sides that go out and they look to hit you early and get that early goal. Any big side wants to score early against you. It makes their job immeasurably measure easier. Um, and if you can avoid the, that, you know, that pitfall in the first 15, 20, 25 minutes, it makes they're the ones under pressure at that point. Then you can be a little bit more confident in the fact that you you're growing into the match. Take your chances as you get them. So, yeah, no, I think it was it, it, <laughs> it, it was good because the when I saw the play unfold, you know, I was just like, you know what, like it, it, please don't make it that easy for them, you know. And it's just I think we all kind of just sort of like at edge of our seat, held our heads slightly already over the edge. Just you didn't want it to come down to that, and it didn't, which is great. And I think. But it's important how he responded, though. You know, normally when, when warning bells sound early, sometimes the players will be a little bit more on the back foot. They'll be, you know, the confidence already is, take, takes a hit. But I think we've seen over the last few weeks under Arteta, as the players are growing and faith is placed and everyone seems far more together, we're not having the same confidence issues we had. Even earlier this season, even early doors under Arteta, and certainly not, you know, during Emery's reign, you know, last season and in the first half of this one, Confidence boost is there, and and, and our, us hanging our heads just is not the common theme that it used to be. And I think for me, that's one of the biggest things we can take away the last couple weeks, and certainly you saw it today as well. Where you know any other day we could have just said, you know, here we go again, but we fought, and then I think that was the theme as football as well. We fought incredibly hard, and that's really important.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And on that note, Femi, okay we see you know we're under the cosh for the first fifteen minutes. You see Lacazette finish off and a goal. So, he was, he was actually tight offside. You know, Pepe was well offside, but he was tight. But he, he had the, the coolness to finish the goal. You see Obama Young, a brilliant turnover by David Luis, okay? um, You know, takes the ball, comes up high, takes the ball. Wonderful pass through to Alba, Albert, okay? Alba's first touch is magic, but he should straight at the keeper. Okay, we've been under the cosh, but we're creating chances, aren't we?
0: Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was different, wasn't it, from normal games against Man City? Because, I mean, I, I can remember so many games against Man City that within the first 10 minutes would be a goal down straight away. So it, we would be always chasing, you know, by the time you're chasing yeah, against sorry, a team... Friend,
1: I do apologise, I do apologise. Right, I don't know who Mr Torty is, but you can <laughs> fuck off out of my box, bro. Take care. It's <laughs> you pathetic asshole. Ciao for now.
0: Wait, sorry, Please start, Yeah, so it was good not to be down uh, early doors. So when you saw that, I think the Aubameyang chance more than anything. As soon as that chance, you know, happened, you, you you're just thinking, wow, that's a big chance to miss. You're thinking, oh, we're not going to get many chances. When you're when you're thinking about the way we played against Liverpool, you're thinking, oh, we're not going to get many chances, are we? But the difference there's a difference between Liverpool and and City, isn't there? Which is City do give you a chance, don't they? They do give you a little bit more of a chance than than um than Liverpool do. But you're you're still thinking, come on, you can't miss chances like that. It, it's it's you know it, it's sometimes the undoing of a Bamyang sometimes in big games, especially that he misses maybe just one chance that you think, oh come on, stick
1: that in. I, I got to be honest, I was. I, I watched it, and you know, you, you you're watching something, and you can't quite believe he shot straight at the keeper. I was head in hands, thinking, "Oh no, we're going to get humped." And but I'm gonna, and, and I, I, I save this specifically for you, um, Drew, because obviously you know you 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 know you you're not, you're not critical, but I think you're very measured on um, mm-hmm. Aubameyang. And you see us play out from the back with something we've been having problems with against Liverpool. We had problems again today playing out the back. You know, you, you saw us. We were dodgy at times. But we were pressurising them as well. It was a two-way street, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But we string together some wonderful passes. Lacazette involved. AMN involved. Um, Hector driving up. Ball to Pepe. Wonderful cross and Aubameyang. Ooh la la
2: that, I mean that was and, and I tweeted about it. It's I can't tell you how frustrated I was when he had that, that throw on goal effort and he and he blazed it right at Edison. I was just like that's my such my frustration with him because he on his day there are a few better finishers in Europe than Oba and I think we can all agree there. But over the last couple of weeks he's missed quite a few chances that you would bank on him putting away. And I didn't want that chance to come back and bite us and then that, pep, that ball in from Pepe, and just to, he, when you knew he took that touch, you knew it was going in. And I feel like that's almost like, it's hard to be angry about the first effort when you finish just that effort, which is 50 times harder to you know to get on target, let alone finish. So, But it shows you that the key, I think, and I think we're starting to see this now, a lot of fans... I feel like they were confused about, you know, why is Pepe out on the left? Pepe, I mean, sorry, Aubameyang out on the left. And, you know, he's a center forward, why is he playing there? But two things. One, people forget that he came through as a winger at AC Milan and played as a winger largely at San But the second thing is, how many times when Henri came to the club and he was transitioning to the center forward, how many times did he still operate cutting out towards the left and coming back in during the run of play to get on the end of service? or even just set up a teammate. The key with Aubameyang is just to get him on the end of service, get him into space, running into a channel, making a diagonal run. If you can find him on the end of a run, then that's all you really need to do. And if we're going to play a system where it's not always going to be super direct and super incisive, the service has to be good. And I think maybe that's why... A, the, the Pepe business makes sense because is a good goal scorer for a winger, but he also was pretty creative as well. And you just saw that today. And, and then uh, Arteta's remarks about why Cedric came in, and he was talking about how he can contribute in the final third, which is one of Behren's bigger struggles Is his final ball has been poor. But a player like Cedric, when he does play, gives you that bit of service from out wide that someone like Oba can finish off, and that's key. And he scored, I can't even tell you how many goals for Dortmund, off a move that was and ended up as a ball across the face of goal or a diagonal from a wider area. If we can get more of that into our game, then you're going to see more goals from him, irrespective of if he's playing as a center forward or out on the left. It's all about just getting him good quality chances. If you give him a good quality chance, he'll usually at least work the keeper. And in a, in a danger area, he normally scores goals. So that's kind of all you really need to
1: do with it. Absolutely. Femi, you saw you know, the, the way we played at the back because I thought we lacked confidence early doors, and, and it kind of came back, okay? The way that move swept across the park, and the, the number of passes, and then the finish from Alba, you know, as Drew's already said, you know, you know, and, and to be fair, I'm going to give Drew his props here, and I hate that word, props, but... I do too. I don't know what it means, probably, but i it's a wonderful finish, and, and nobody seen more of of Albert than Drew. He loves the German league, but I just felt we had an injection of confidence at this point, didn't we?
0: Yeah, um, uh, you got to give a little bit of before I go back to the move. A little bit of pe- uh, credit to Pepe for the uh, first time cross. You yeah. know, he has a he has a tendency to over dribble sometimes, but at that time he dug it out. First time cross, brilliant. And as my um there's there's someone that sits next to me in block 132 in the chat uh John he's put over scores the hard goals not the easy goals and 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 what I want what I remember about that is remember the ch- uh the chance he had against uh Liza L- Olympiakos we lost to in the yeah. Europa League yeah yeah that still probably haunts him to this day you know that was a big miss uh that day but uh going back to the move the move was very similar to the one that Mustafi tripped on himself wasn't it Uh, early on it was it was very similar playing the ball around at the back but I think what it is with this team is the more that Arteta tells them to do something and he says you can do it you can do it he's that type of manager and the more they do it they think oh he's actually right you know we can do it so you saw that the game plan was clearly to draw Man City onto them by passing it around quite low in the block and then spring on them straight away. So if you saw Tierney, he wasn't really playing left center back when we had the ball, he was playing left back and then Maitland-Niles would push right forward. So it was just a really, really smart tactic that draws teams onto you and they don't know that you change formation. So you can just spring a counter attack on them quite quickly. So. Um, that's big props to um, As you said, props <laughs> That word again <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> Big props to uh, Mikel Arteta on, on, on that formation To be honest with you That, that little tweak in formation
1: Well, th- This is the thing Okay, After the goal we're under pressure Okay, um, The one thing I do want to say Given John Moss a lot of stick Over the years You saw a challenge from Mustafi on Silva When he trod on the back of his heel It's a foul, no problem but I thought John Moss handled it really well, and he handled the whole game well. Okay, there was a couple of decisions you may d- agree or disagree with, but I felt he let the game flow, and I thought he, you know, he wasn't silly. You know, you've seen some horrendous uh, VAR decisions recently. Um, you know, maybe the Kettio and fragments, but I thought he got this right. Um, but we're under pressure, Drew. Um, you know, you you see you're seeing. Hector under pressure, you're seeing... We're we're struggling to win the ball in midfield. But because we're defending deep, a la the Liverpool game, we look a hell of a lot more comfortable when we are deep, don't we? You know, when nobody's worrying about anybody getting in behind them, because we are deep in that box, we were like a ballet. You can see the work has done with these guys. They were well-drilled. I loved, I, I was watching, I've, I've given Sabayo some stick over the over this season, but I was watching him, Hector and Mustafi at times, and you could see their positioning when the ball's coming down that side. They were like a wave flowing th- around the place. And I don't think they get enough credit for the drilling that they do. And what we saw, you know, coming, David Luiz was immense tonight. alongside Kieran Tierney, but everybody played their part, didn't they? It didn't. I think um, this is how you have sides that come into
2: the Premier League and they, they don't really have pacey center backs, but still can keep clean sheets. It's about making sure you nullify the opportunities for forwards of the opposition to get in behind you. And I think Arteta has really done a good job making sure everyone is, is, is supporting the other. The shape looks much, so much improved over the course of earlier this season and last season as well. Everyone just seems to be... More so where they need to be. It's going to have those odd moments where things are going to be a bit off. Obviously, we've seen that maybe over the couple, last couple of weeks. But everything just looks so much more organized. The communication seems, it's not perfect, but it's far better than what it used to be. Um, and for a side like City, who and you saw it, at a lot of points in the match, we weren't giving them sometimes they just need a yard of space to play the ball through your line. And we weren't really giving it to them. And that shows you that everyone was knowledgeable and Arteta had to have drilled them on the right way to cut off the zones and those passing lines that city try to, to really squeeze out of you. And at the end of the day, we forced them wide on so many occasions where under other circumstances, when, when, when things are going well for them, City have a, a really good way of drawing defenders out of that shape. And then creating that space they need, we weren't drawn out. That's the key. You can be organized as much as you want, but if one player gets dragged out, the whole thing falls apart. And we, we didn't really allow that. And again, that speaks to how well we are being drilled defensively. And that's that's absolutely vital because <laughs> no matter how much Emory preached about defensive solidarity, we were a mess at the back. Oh, but it, 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 <laughs> we're not right now. And I think for me, that's an even bigger improvement than the fact that you know we'll st- we're, we will still create good chances. But the fact that we're so improved defensively as a unit, not just in the defensive third, but just all over the pitch, the press has been excellent. The press is ready well. It starts <laughs> from the top. It, <laughs> it starts from, from the top. top. Yeah, the press—the press against Liverpool was great. The press against City today gave us a couple of chances. These are all aspects of defending that I think we struggled in every single of those areas under Emery, and we we struggled in the latter days under Arsene Wenger as well. So it wasn't just Emery's fault. So I don't—I'm not trying to just lay blame at him. But Arteta's come in, and he's really instilled a more modern approach to defending than maybe what we saw. And has paid dividends, and I, I look forward to it next year when everything is is, is as he hopes. You know, I can't even imagine how much more improved are going to be just you know come August or September as well. So.
1: It, it, it's this thing, I care I what I love about it is you you, you looked at this uh, these guys today, and one through 15 however many people came on the pitch. Everybody did their job. Yes, some you'll make a mistake, but that mistake is not from. lack of effort or application they're trying to do what our tech is asking them to do play out from the back you know take a chance work the ball when we saw and i'm coming to you on this when we saw us work the ball well you know we created chances you know we saw turnover ball okay from the press um obama young messes up the setup okay he just you know it's just that little bit of a touch off okay you then saw Edison make a great save from a Pepe cross. Okay? Then you see Mustafi header just go over. You know, we were creating the chances and doing the defensive side of the game really, really effectively, weren't we?
0: It was. It was it was it was two way two way football, wasn't it? That's what you call yeah. it. So even as as they got forward. If they lost the ball or anything went wrong, you could see players sprinting back. Even if they a player's tired, you see them at least get into shape. It's, it's something that's just, it seemed like it's just drilled. It's drilled into them now. Concentration is one of the key things. Pressing. When they press, if you notice in the first half, City's goalkeeper had the ball at times and he just didn't, he didn't have an out ball. He didn't know what to do with it.
1: He would have shit. he would even shake here than us being yeah.
0: the floor, wouldn't Yeah. They? He was he, was he was at he was at walking pace at some t- at times because what we had done is we had gone man to man on all the outlets that they usually have. So we'd gone tight on De Bruyne when they have the ball. We've gone tight on David Silva. Those are their two main outballs. And we said to the keeper, I have the ball, the two centre backs and Gundogan, who was just anonymous today. We've just let them have the ball. And we've just cut off all the passing lanes. It goes out to Mares. Okay, what's Mares going to do? We've got Maitland Niles out there. He's a right footer. He drives him back field to where all the traffic is. It was just, a, especially first half, perfectly worked plan, you know. And to add to that, we were getting forward one or two little passes away from breaking them down. Like you said, Mustafi had a header saved by the keeper. You know, it, you could see by the end of the half, Pep Guardiola was on the bench with his two assistants drawing. Oh, <laughs> you know, the, yeah, they were, they looked so frustrated. They were like, okay, what are we going to do second half? You know, we've heard that they've come out early for the second half. So they've got a, a rollicking, you know, they've, they just couldn't work out how to, 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 to break us down, you know?
1: This is the thing, okay. So, end of the that's the first half, okay, guys. So, possession stats: thirty-eight percent to us, sixty-two. I, I it felt like less, but on the opportunities, you know, you, you could you could tell what we're doing. That thirty-eight percent, three shots um to, our, uh, to us, five to them. Um, on target, we had three shots on target. that's zero corners, two to us, five to them. This is the interesting thing I found: three fouls to us, six to them. They're having to work when we've got the ball, okay? We aren't quite as impotent as we have been in the past. You can see the drilling as is paying off now, boys. Quick question: Yes and no for both of you. At this point, did you still think we were going to win? <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I, I, I still, I still think we had a chance. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: didn't think. We, I, I thought. Do you know what? At that point, I thought extra time was possible. Because I didn't see us conceding two goals. That's one thing. I, I thought we were strong enough to not con- Especially if we didn't concede early, I thought, mm, we, we won't concede two. So maybe extra time was, was an option.
1: i I got to be honest. I was talking to Shredder. I it's like, oh my God, I can't believe it. You know, he <laughs> was so... I, when I watch football, I'm still like a kid. I still <laughs> get excited. I still want to hide down the sofa. You know, when it's something like that, and, and, you know, if you'd have lost today, yes, I'd have been disappointed. But I wouldn't have been disappointed in this team because you saw by the effort they left on the park, they did everything they could. They they were superb in the way they applied themselves. Second half, right, Drew, we're under the cosh again, aren't we? You know, Pepe and his new coach, I can't remember the guy's name, I do apologise, but Pep, sorry, and his new coach, They'd worked out what they wanted to do. City came out. And when you've got the quality, and I, I love KDB. I think he's magic, okay? KDB, Silva, Mares. you know, there's so much quality throughout their side. They came at this, didn't they? They came at us and they brought the kitchen sink.
2: Well, they had to. I mean, and I can't even imagine <laughs> the things that Pep said in the dressing room at halftime, I'm assuming. There's a, quite a few, like, explicit statements. But, I mean while I was confident going into the second half that we could still get something, I would say a part of me and maybe a part of all of us at any given moment, there's so much quality in that team that all it takes is just one chance at its level. And I, and in city's defense, I suppose they had quite a few chances over the course of 90 minutes. And in the second half where on another day, they probably put that away. And it's kind of bizarre, almost that they didn't, I mean, literally chances from four five, six but, feet but, out. Okay, you good know.
1: question on that. Is that down to their frustration at the way we're defending? Because I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm just thinking, you know, when you keep on knocking at, at the ball, when you've you you know, when you've got so much possession, when you're so far on top and when the brakes don't fall your way, you start to get frustrated. The, the heat of the moment, you know, your patience goes. And instead yeah. of having a cool head, all of a sudden you swipe, you swipe, you know?
2: No, I I completely agree with you, and I, I think this is one of those things that everyone talks about. The mental aspect of the game is incredibly important. If you, you know, I don't know. It's I guess it's like anything in life. When you're frustrated, you don't <laughs> you do things maybe you normally wouldn't. And in this instance, you could definitely see that as each minute passed in can second half, everyone visibly and through their own actions were getting frustrated. You know, how I many times did KDB react at a at a call that didn't go his way, or you know, the final ball wasn't there. Or, you even heard. You can hear it on, on 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 the stream when if they just if they missed the effort of the final ball was off. You just heard that the city player is just getting like viscerally frustrated. You heard it on you know. So I think they played a part in it. Um, but I also do think that even despite those moments, you know, it's clear that w- whatever we were doing in training up until the match. And I think uh, Pem brought up something very interesting, how we were pressing City whenever they had a goal kick and we were taking away options. we It's clear that Arteta really instructed us how to not let City get in free flow. And they can still always find a way to maybe break you down or possess the ball quite well. But usually City have usual passing changes they go through that are normally highly successful no matter what you do. And we kind of really did a good job with nullifying. they have a way of... Of playing through the fullbacks, and then all of a sudden, within six passes, they're in your 18 yard box. And we've really kind of, we did a good job of that initial press, and then it was up to the forward line to get back quickly to support the midfield in the secondary press. And that's not something that we normally do. So I just think that when you're dealing with that as a city player throughout the course of the match, it seems like there's just no way to break it down. That is, in fact, frustrating. So I do think that despite the additional pressure in the second half, I still think we, 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 we held ourselves quite well. I think we did well and we, there's nothing more we could have done is what I'm trying to get at. you know. Yeah. If, City, if City scored it's like you, know, you put your hands up and say you know what the quality is there and eventually maybe it may have been coming. I think we did everything possible and okay. that's not kind of what we can
1: expect. Yeah, I absolutely um, agree. Yeah. Picture of us. Okay, Jack. Here we go. Right, people. Okay. There's 300 plus of you watching right now. Right now? 300 of you. We've just won an FA Cup semi-final. Everybody should be happy. Everybody should be smiling. Everybody should be enjoying their lives. Shouldn't you? Yeah, you should. So why aren't you tapping my fucking like button? Why? What is it that you, you know, have your parents upset you today? Has somebody put a finger up your bum the wrong way? Are you just not enjoying life? You know, if you've got a problem, Talk to us, we'll help you. But tap the fucking like button. Okay, I've had enough. You freeload us, you come in here, you love the content, the boys are giving you insights of genius. But no, you're not prepared to tap the like button, are you? Now stop messing about, Okay. Otherwise, I'll have to phone your p- grandparents and get them on the wheelchair. You know, we're in the middle of a global pandemic and your grandparents don't want me bothering them. So start tapping that like button at 150, please. Up to 120, you're doing okay, but 150, too sweet. Get on it. Jack, I hope you're happy with that, pal. Sorry, Femi. Right, back to it. Um you <laughs> now. Nicholas Pepe's a new subscri- a subscriber. Well done. Um... We see Martinez saving from Mares. You see Luis clearing. You see Mustafi, you know. Yes, there's a couple of mistakes. Sabayos turned the ball over a couple of times. But you could see them working so hard, they gained confidence on that, couldn't they? You were coming up to sort of 65 minutes. There was the drinks break. And no, it was, was it before the drinks break or after? I'm not sure. Yeah, no, yeah. We cut the drinks break. And as as, as, as Drew just said, we've done everything we can do. We've done everything we can do. is on fire. So BIOS is doing well. The the, you know, the three centre backs are magic. The full backs, the, your wing backs are doing great. And your front three are doing well. We just want that opportunity to come our way, don't we?
0: Yeah, drinks break came at a good time for us uh, this, <laughs> this time round, to be honest with you. We were... Uh, I mean, they were getting those little through balls in, in between the fullbacks, uh, a few of them. You know, we had uh, what's uh, uh, Sterling had a chance. We had the chance for David Silva that he dinked out wide. So the drinks break came at a good time. And something that I've noticed about the drinks break as well was the concentration and the, the energy that Arteta gave them, that one last push. You could hear him, you could hear him. I don't know if you heard him, but during the match as well, when he was talking to um, Pepe in French as well. So he, he was switching between French, he, he was switching to Spanish, you know, just the just articulate articulate coach, you know, he was, he was encouraging Pepe in French. Uh, you could hear him when they had the drinks break, he was telling Pepe, come on, Pepe, tie." Even though Pepe was coming off at that point, telling him, come on, Pepe, concentrate. So he, he gave them one last push. Fantastic coaching fantastic management you know it's it's uh, you know I, I don't like the um the pep comparisons too much with Arteta I, I get it as in a lot of people say oh yeah he's you know the apprentice and all of this oh. kind of stuff but I'll be honest with you he seems to have picked up from so many different coaches as he said you know he's picked up from like you said Pochettino he's picked up from you know um from Wenger uh, from David Moyes
1: exactly exactly yeah.
0: and he's taken all these little things and he's the 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 fluidity in our in our system sometimes he's picked, he might have picked that up from Pep but he's taken all these little things and you can see that he's just he's just you know m- molding it into his own man his own management so you know you, you know at some point does Pet comparisons will just have to go away. But, yeah, drinks break came at a good time for us. I think we scored, what, a couple of minutes after it? Just yeah. before the sub as well, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, this is the thing. Joe. will look stripped down, ready to go, okay? Yeah. And he's staying there. Now, Drew, I'm coming to you next. And straight back to me on this. On both your opinions, we play out from the back again. I think AMN wins it to Turney. turny up to Pepe. And what I liked about the move, okay, was the fact that they didn't think too much about it? It seemed to come naturally to them, you know. Again, all this hard work they put in has given them confidence. It, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer in you know if you lack confidence, the harder you work, the more it's going to come to you. But you see a ball from Turney to um, Alba, oh my God, he picked that, put the defense out perfectly, didn't he?
2: He did, not it's it's funny that Femi just mentioned it about Arteta's influences and in I. The- if you look at that move, I don't think that's the influence that he would have had from Pep. I think that's more of an influence from Benger. Like, if you look at how many times we've seen a similar play unfold, almost exactly in that area of the pitch, say for example in the Invincible season, you know Perez comes wide, he's got two on him, he laid it off to Cole. Cole played the ball over, and Ashley Cole was exceptional playing a ball over the top, and then it released on So you you've seen things like this from us before, but. I don't think you can really always attribute it to to um, to Pep, and I think I agree with Femi there. And that's the kind of move where it has beauty in its simplicity, and I think that's something that maybe we miss at Arsenal for a while. And I think get always being so intricate and trying to possess the ball, and, and that's all well and good, but sometimes it's the simplest pass that's always the best one, or creates the best chance. And I think being able to pick that ball out was not was incredibly important. Us. But also they weren't some Pepe to know that, you know, I've dragged two defenders to so be now the time to get rid of it, not try to beat two defenders. That shows that he is now being more confident in his decision-making, which he didn't really have before. Because when he first came, I did, if this was August or September, you would, I could probably say confidently I would have expected Pepe to try to beat the, the two, two markers rather than lay the ball off. So it shows you that even he's buying into – Maybe the little bit different tasking that he would have gotten from Arteta, where it's if you, if you drag your defender or another defender, you've done your job. Now I'll lay it off to somebody who can then pick the pass. That's incredibly important, and that shows awareness and togetherness on the pitch that we didn't have before. So if we score, if we can, you know, fashion more chances out of out of runs of play like that, then you know we're clearly on the right track.
1: So it, it, it was amazing. You know, you saw the hard work paying off. You saw Femi, You know. As soon as the ball, well, I was away before the before the you know as Tierney did it, and he doesn't make any mistakes yet. And, and at this point, I'm gobsmacked. I'm gobsmacked. <laughs> I, my foot, my, I, I thought they were going to call it back for offside or something. Talk to me.
0: <laughs> that was just. I mean, what did that remind you of? As he was running through, that was just Henri, wasn't it? It was just Henri. As soon as he went. You just pictured that Leeds, Henri Leeds goal, for example. I mean, it was just exactly the same. I did at one point think the defender's going to get it off his foot. It's, it's, I'm not sure he's handed off in the back of the net. I'm thinking, no, wait, we're two nil up. No, it was a... <laughs> no, that was a very, very special goal. You know, he, he's... He, he comes in for criticism for not scoring in big games, but that's a big game, and he, he was there when it counted. You know, brilliant. Tierney was just just brilliant with the pass as well. I mean, he was excellent today. Uh, but, yeah, once he's through, there's just there's no catching him at that point. You know, and like Drew said earlier, you can see why he plays on the left because if he has to play in the middle for Arsenal in the formation that we're playing now, you see that Lacazette barely gets in the box, let's be honest, let's be fair on him, he barely gets in the box, you know, he has to do so much work, even today he did so much work, you know, dropping deep, helping the midfield out, you know, so you cannot, if you want Aubameyang to do that, he's not going to get as many goals, so it's kind of a smart way of getting him nearer to the goal, isn't it?
1: But this is the thing, it's simple for Bob. It's not rocket science. It's yeah. simple football, well-executed. And when you've got somebody with the quality of Aubameyang, and as we've seen the last couple of games, Lacazette, okay, these guys do have quality. When they get good chances, yes, they're always going to miss the old one, but they finish the important ones. And And, I mean, I don't know about you, boys, but I just... I, uh, well, I was over the moon. I'm just going to give a couple of quick shout-outs. I do apologise. So, um, Lee Gunasavage, Cash Graham, Ron Ree, formerly Noza, Ajit Singh, John Eaton Griffin, um, David Keith. Are oh, there's somebody else there. Sorry. I've, if I've missed you, I do apologise, guys. Um, Some of the new guys here. Um, Ivonical for you, get another shout-out because you're wonderful. Pete Colson's there. Um, Nayakum is there. Uh, Zainal Hafsham is there. Ron Ree's there. It's a new Ron Ree, apparently. Anuj Shanda, they're new. Um, Don One's there. And that's Flight Pigeon. I haven't seen you for a while. Um, yeah, so you know, we're 2 nil up. We look, I mean, Drew, we look superb at the back, don't we? Yes, there's a couple of scared scaring moments. There's a Mustafi challenge on, um, uh, Sterling, but Sterling shouldn't be in the fucking way, so I don't know what the hell ends morning about, <laughs> you know, how dare you? okay? But they're still getting chances. You see Laporte firing, like, have they given up by now? I mean, not
2: not in effort, but I think mentally, I think they kind of almost knew that, you know, if we haven't broken through now, we're not going to, certainly for two. I mean, that's that's a long way to come back, and yeah, they have the quality to do it, but again, the mental side of the game does wonders for you or it does wonders to hurt you. And I think city kind of mentally, when it hit about 80 minutes, I think they knew at that point that it was over, you know, 80, 85 minutes. So um, yeah, again, I think this simply comes down to two things. One, we, we took the the chances we did get and city did it and we defended incredibly well. Um, And I think both those things can really be attributed to our title. Honestly, I think, you know, there's not much more to say about it. I think we maybe beat the the defensive punching bag, you know, yeah. as much as possible. But yeah, it's just it's just fair to say that I think that's I think that might be the best defensive performance we've had all season. Um, I've gotta you be know, honest. I I time, time, <laughs> yeah. in a long, yeah. long time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I, I gotta be honest, as a team, we spoke about this before the before the show. Um I haven't seen a performance like this since the Chelsea Cup final. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I thought we, we rode our luck a bit midweek against Liverpool but I genuinely thought tonight, you know, the effort, I thought Sabayos, I, I, I haven't been a big fan of Sabayos, he's he's winning me over game by game he's winning me over game by game with his, his, his effort his decision making is the big thing for me um, that's the game lads before your final thoughts on the game and we're going to do this quickly because we're going to go for hour tonight. Not too far over. Um, there's lots of shows coming up, and it's all been bonkers.
0: <laughs> just, a, just a quick one on the on the defending. Yeah. When well, you when you get Liverpool and City having pot shots from 25 yards in the last 10 minutes, you know you've done a good job <laughs> to be honest with you. And that's exactly what happened in the Liverpool game. They were having. You know, they were just blasting shots. Some of them were getting through, but, and that's what City resulted to. I mean, Laporte had a couple of shots from long distance. Everything was just attacked by David Louis. You know, that second half from David Louis, I think that's the sort of performance that he'll go home and he'll just, he'll have a little cry in the night. Just, <laughs> just to just say, just exactly, just to say, you know what, that's why they gave me a contract. Just, just for days like that, you know.
1: Yeah, and, and look, it starts at the end of the game, okay? So we only had 29% of the possession. But I think the big thing about that is what, when we did have possession, we worried them, okay? Shots, four shots for us, 16 for them. Shots on target, four for us, one for them. Corners, three for us, 11 for them. Fouls, four for us, 11 for them. I think that tells a story. The last two stats especially tell a story of Yes, you've had all the possession, guys. Yes, you've had you know all the thing. But you we have frustrated you all game. You've had the foulers, we've had the quality e- sh- um efforts and targets, and we you know it shows on the scoreboard. So Drew, you first, then across to you, Fermi. Your overall thoughts on the game. It's Arteta's fight fight Sammy for me, for definite. Arteta's semi, there's a thought in it, you know, especially the the political chino. But those guys can be very proud of themselves tonight, can't
2: they? They can. And, and and just touching on what you just said, how many times in the last three, four years under Wenger and, and certainly maybe under Emory in certain spots were we on the, the other end of a performance like this? 65% of the ball, 70% of the ball. Yeah, we can't break through and we're hit on the break for two goals and then you know we lose. So it's funny when the, when the roles are reversed and, and you could... But it's funny how... As long as you, it's simple, as long as you, you, if you, as long as you defend well and give yourself that platform, anything is possible. When you're playing against a team who are, you know, with all due respect to us, you know, ahead of us by a considerable distance in terms of individual and collective quality, you have to you have to narrow the gap somewhere. And defending is how you narrow that gap. And I think full credit goes to not just Arteta for for getting us organized in rapid order, but for the players performing, and as you guys said, you know David Luiz showed why we just extended him and why he was in the PFA Team of the Season when, when Chelsea won the league last time. Um, when they did you know he said what you want about the mistakes, but you know, in 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 his prime playing years, many would have considered him to be a world class center back or just up right under that level. And he was very, he was quite good, and he offers a lot of experience that, and you're seeing it after the match. Well, someone put out a video of of. From the post-match, when, when the players are congratulating each other, and he was kind of almost kind of like how Pep would—he was giving Anthony Niles advice—and yes. then the the embrace happened after that. And you show that the, the younger players care about the fact that he has a wealth of experience and knowledge as as a defender, as a leader as well. He's worn the armband for both Brazil and Chelsea, and I'm pretty sure for PSG as well. Like he, he there's so much he can offer, and I think you need a player of that ilk in a team. Rebuilding under a young manager who has long-term goals, who also has the youngest squad on paper in the Premier League, you need one or two or three highly seasoned professionals to really sort of help rein those kids in and and, and help the maturation period. And I think you're seeing that come to fruition. And, and by extension, that'll give him confidence. And this, if he was to play like this all of next season, you know,
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to complain about it. So I think the big thing is, you know, look. We've defended so deep, okay. It's it, you know, it's 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 defenders that have defended deep. You know these guys can you know they, they can come up to the headers and and clear those all game. You know when they're being turned, when they're asked to push up, which they will be asked to do next season. Mikel Altet is going to want us to develop our game, and they're going to have to push up, but quickly. Fermi, me, uh, you know, do sort of spoken of the defence there, but when we did have the ball, we looked effective, didn't we?
0: Yeah, we looked at a threat. I mean, we, I, I tweeted at one point. I said, we're either one pass away from getting through on them or, or one mistake away from them scoring. It was, it was on a knife edge that much. But we were literally just, every time we went forward, we were like, one more Pepe pass or one Maitland-Niles left fo- right-footed cross in- instead of a left-footed cross from getting right in on them. There was a, a chance that uh, Lacazette had had stolen in front of their their left back Mendy and the keeper just I think got to it before before Lacazette got to it. You know we we were we were pushing and and I think that's that's the quality as well. You know when when players are tired but they're still they're still pushing they're still they're still giving it all for the team. We didn't see things like that. You know even even a few months ago we just didn't see it. I mean think about this the the game that brought Arteta in, that Man City at home game. Think about the difference between that performance and this performance. Think about that. That was one of the I mean, even he said it, he said when he came in, he says he was sitting on the bench and he couldn't believe that this was Arsenal Football Club. We couldn't believe that was our club, you know, watching that game. There was no effort, no drive, nothing, you know, and I'm sorry for any player that's not part of this team right now that thinks that they're bigger than this team. Oh, you you've you need to go back and ask for forgiveness to be honest. Do,
1: you. do, do you know what gets me, okay? I, I yeah, you know, I remember playing Youth Rugby, you know, and he we played a team called Den The guy in uh, played played for Denvent went on to win Welsh Caps won the Heineken Cup. Um Steve Williams' his name is great player. We had five penalties on our five yard line, and each and every time we drove them back, drove them back, drove them back. We felt a giants after each every time because you keep on driving back and you could see that in this these guys tonight. The rules of sport, okay, are universal. When you defend well, you gain confidence. When you attack well, okay, so we've missed a couple of, th- of passes here and there, but you can see the gains we're making and these guys have gotten confidence from it and it's like it's akin to going back to school. It's akin to going back to school and getting the basics right. And, and I'm so proud of them. You know, I'm so proud of each and every one of them. And as you say, for somebody to think they're bigger than the club and bigger than what's happening here, that's absolutely nuts. Um, so that's the game, lads. That's the game. Um, we're going to go to questions now and we'll try to wrap up uh, at a pretty decent hour. Um, but. I, I, a quick word um two of our own unfortunately passed away this year. We all know who they are the regulars too, Steve and Dave and I can just imagine them up there up there right now looking down just giving it large again. <laughs> Steve swearing and checking things about Dave thinking about having a, having a drink and just enjoying and um I you know they'd be so proud today. They'd be so proud of this week at the journey we've been through. These boys have been through as a club and the way they've worked hard and the way they've applied themselves, they'd be chuffed. They'd be absolutely thrilled they would. So it's a shout out to those two guys because for ABW Live, this whole season's dedicated to them. The whole season's just dedicated to Steve and Dave. You know, we love them and we miss them. So there you go. So, right on to questions, lads. Um, Okay. So, fair meet you first. Saram Garung asks, who would you like to play in the final, Chelsea or United?
0: Oh, um, you know what? Most times we say, I'll bring on whoever. I want to play Chelsea because we owe them for the Europa League last season we owe them. I mean, imagine that last season we needed to play Chelsea to qualify for the Europa, for the champions league. Now we need to probably beat them to qualify for the Europa league. I, <laughs> no, we owe, we owe Chelsea one. I think, I think we owe Chelsea. Agree
1: one. There. I absolutely agree there. I'm to be, I'm a bit United as well at the moment. And I, that's I <laughs> um, uh, Drew, for me, Noza and Abhishek Mandvik ask about EMN. Um, should be given a new contract, and does he have a chance or the ability to become a modern-day Real Romford Pele? Hmm.
2: I don't think it necessarily. It's it's not just up to us. to me he's made it abundantly clear that he wants to be getting first-team minutes regularly from here on out. And with all due respect, he's right. You know, if you look at his age profile, he needs to be playing week in week out. And there's about ten or twelve or maybe even thirteen clubs in the Premier League who could use a player of his skill And, and, and with respect to him, he's a good footballer. You know, I don't think anyone ever questioned if he was, if he was good enough, it's just a matter of where we're seeing a pecking order at Arsenal. And if, if, if we're going to be looking to strengthen in the market, which I think Arteta has, has blown the trumpet for, and I think the board is going to back him. and I think we will be seeing more players in if he's not going to get minutes here, then for the sake of his career, he's going to want to leave and who can fault him for that. So I just don't think it's as easy as offering him a deal. If we can offer him the fact that he's going to be playing regularly, then of course we should extend him and, and keep him in try to utilize him. And I always liken him, and I, I swear I hate this term, but he's kind of like that Swiss, that Swiss Army Knife player, like a James Midler. He can play four or five positions, one in where you need it, depending on the day you can either bring him off the bench. In the pinch, you can start him like today. He was playing predominantly at you know left back end or the left side of a midfield three when we were in possession, and he did both roles quite well. So it's not that he doesn't necessarily have a place. It's you know if he just wants to play, then we kind of just have to let him go. And it's unfortunate we have to lose him. But I think I think we can all agree that over the last few weeks, he's currently showing us that maybe he should be playing more often and yeah. whatever role is chosen.
1: So would you try him in the midfield?
2: I mean, that's that, that's tough. I don't know if we have the balance for that right now. I think what we really need in midfield right now is an actual dedicated ball winner who will shield. Because, I mean, Christ, I've been saying this about Granite Xhaka since before we bought him. But he's not the defensive midfielder that people think. He's going to sit deeper, yes, but he's a creative mind from deeper. He'll drive play a little bit. Ceballos so ideally is also more of like an 8 or a 10. He wants to pick the ball up and drive play forward. Ideally, he's being used in a role right now where we need someone to do it. So he's doing it. But if you watched him for the Spanish under 21s, you would have seen the kind of attack minded player. He actually is from midfield. So Mm -hmm. someone like a Thomas Partey, it doesn't have to be him, but someone of that ilk and that skill set is what we actually need. And I don't think Maitland-Noss can actually do that role to the level. We need a player to, it's not that he can't deputize there, but we need someone who's going to be, like exceptional in that role if we're gonna to wanna to kinda of push forward it's just fine. It has to be there has to be, you know, it's a, it's of vital importance to us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, it, yeah. It, you know, you you look at sobias you look at the improvement and his application recently has been magical, to be fair. I've been really impressed with that. But that's what we need to we need we need to raise those standards across the board. Um so that's the way forward. Femi, Jackasaurus asks, um how high does our stock to rise um uh sorry i do apologize i need to reread this What a not come on jay it's gonna get it together <laughs> um oh, how high does uh i'll take the stock after rise so when it comes to communicating with the higher ups in regards to rig up transfers um
0: like, I think I get
1: it. Yeah, it's not It's So it wasn't well worded. I
0: think I get it.
1: I'm not reading it very well either. We have
0: to, um, <laughs> to be honest. We have to. I said this um, at some point in the game as well. We have to match his ambition. We have to, as a club, match a manager's ambition.
1: No, I absolutely agree with that. Okay, but the one thing I'm fascinated by is we. You know, we've spent money. We've spent money well. We've spent money badly, right? Huh? But what's the ambition here? And is it going to be, right, Mikel, give me th- list of three players. We'll try to get your number one. But will number three do? Is that the way forward?
0: It has to work closely with Edu. I mean, what? what remember when the guys signed their contracts and Edu comes out and he says, me and Mikel identified them as... The players to move us forward At this point we're not Trying to win the league Let's be honest with you We need to buy a certain type of player To play whatever he wants to play So he has to be involved in the decision We can't just go around Asking agents for players The manager Arteta Has to be involved in decisions For which players he needs You don't have to go out and blow 70 million on a player That the manager doesn't need Talk to him. See what he needs. Like you said, have your list of priorities. This is one, two, three. We can't get him. Let's move quickly. Season starts in about four or five weeks. Quick turnaround. Got to be ready. But you've got to be careful. If if he's a man with ambition, the club has to have ambition to match it. Because I'll tell you what will happen, whether we like it or not, Pep will leave Man City very, very soon. And they will come knocking at the door. And then we're going to have a decision. If we haven't matched his ambition up to then, he's going to have a decision to make. So we have to be careful there.
1: It's going to be fascinating. It's going to be fascinating because for as much as he's done well so far, he's 20 games into his managerial career. Do you know what I mean? And you can't change the world overnight. I think, you know, like you say, if you're doing it in consultation with him properly, you know, we'll find a happy medium to grow this squad and to, to increase the quality of it. Drew? Yeah. Um,
2: Wait, qu- what, real fast. Can I jump into yes. what something with Femi said? I think everyone can agree that, like, no one knows better than the manager about what he needs to instill his system and his philosophy on the team than the kind of players he wants to bring in. I think we can all agree with that. But when when you see Arteta's comments in the press lately I don't think he's suggesting that he's worried if the board are going to back the club financially I think it's more of and this is just my take I think he it's him laying down the gauntlet and saying you need to listen to me about what I need for the team it's not about that we haven't spent we've clearly spent yeah. we spent 230 million pounds in the last two summers but we've spent it a, some have been good expense, uh, uh, expenditures, some have been poor. But more importantly, and I wrote about this recently, um, it's that <laughs> you say what you want about Unai Emery, but the board didn't listen to him about what he needed for his system. He wanted Steven Nzanzi, we got Lucas Torreya. He wanted Wolf Zaha, we got Nicolas Pepe. And it's not because I think that those were the right targets necessarily, but if you're going to try to use this new format where – the man, Like it's not an Arsene Wenger thing. He's not going out and making the sign exits. You have to leave it to the brass and the, and, and the transfer and recruitment team to bring players in. But you have to listen to the coach's input. You have to. He's going to know better than you are 100%. So for me, the way I interpret it is that Arteta is just saying you just need to make sure that you all, you're heeding the things that I'm telling you I need. It might not be one particular player, but a type of player profile. And that's all you need to do. And then they can just go out and say, as Femi said, "Here's two, three, four players we think we can get. Do you have a preference of these players? Let's go out and get them quickly." And as long as those uh, all those pieces in the wheel are working together, it'll, it, it works just fine. That's how clubs like you know Bayern and Liverpool and every Leipzig. That's how they operate.
1: Yeah, and I, and, I, so. and I think you know that you're all seem enough to see him shoot there, aren't you? So a couple of quick questions before we finish, and guys, Drew for you. Um, Julian Salmon asks, is there any coincidence that since Martinez has come in, we've definitely <laughs> looked more solid. he definitely commands the area better. He's a bigger man to be fair, which is his nice, weak spot. Um, uh, this question is a huge talking point I'd love to delve into. Oh
2: man, I could probably talk about this for 40 minutes. so I'll keep it very brief, Chase, I, I swear. but I talked about this on on Talk on the other time I was on. Leno is a brilliant shot stopper, we can all agree. that It's been that way for the course of his career, but his frailties have come when he's been the one that's been asked to to marshal the back four, to deal with balls into the box. He hesitates to come off his line sometimes. Martinez always seems like he's decisive. He's making a decision, and if it's the wrong decision, he's still making a decision, and that's what's important. His shot stopping has been brilliant. For, for someone who's been a backup for, for however many years now, but he does command and commu- and control and communicate with the back four in a way that's been better than Leno. He's been dealing with set pieces far better. His hands have been assured dealing with crosses and set pieces. He knows how to read the ball into the box. Leno so often he'll come, he'll half come for the ball and then, you know, he'll say, well, what should I have come? And then split second, he's, you know, second guessing himself. He can't do that as a keeper. So, I do think Martinez has played a bigger role in the defense looking more self-assured and and communication is better. He's been communicating with David Luiz and and Mustafi specifically. And I think pundits have noted that that they've heard it in the match where he's always talking to the center backs and then the center backs will filter to the defense and then they'll filter that to the, to Granit Xhaka or Denny Ceballos. So I think he's made a big difference. And I think if he keeps up this, we have a decision to make about, how we're gonna deal with the keeper situation. So
1: gonna be interesting and it's a brilliant dilemma to have. Fermi question. Um i bloody lost it. All right, here we go. Pete Colson. As after such a magnificent display, have you changed your mind about anybody? Or is Tierney, Saliba, Mari, Bellerin is it them next season? What are your thoughts? Um
0: I've changed my mind about a lot of people. I, I'm, do you know what? I, I'm gonna give a special Shout out to Granite Xhaka. Um, he was magnificent in the first half. Every time the ball was stopped going through, I looked up, it was Xhaka. Ball was stopped through ball stopped. Granite Xhaka. Granite Xhaka. Yeah. Um, I know we I've I mean I already talked about David Luis, but I want to give a big shout out to Granite Xhaka today. He plays 90 minutes every week. Yeah. He is focused. He is he, honestly, I was at the Emirates when the incident happened. And I swear to God, I, my head was red. I was, I was raging. I couldn't believe he threw away the armband. I was like, he can never play for the club again. Honestly, he has won me over over the a period of time. But today, he just won me over. You know, and there's a way back for a lot of players, but if we want to move to the next level, we still have to not be too sentimental with some of these things. We have to realise that we've been going backwards with a lot of these players. We just have to get to the end of the seasons, take stock, see where we are, see how we... If we can improve on a player, we can't, as fans, be sentimental. You know, we have to look no. and <laughs> and get it. It's our terrible <laughs> choice, isn't
1: it? It's our, The thing is... Our Ted is going to see things very differently to the way we see it, but whatever he chooses, that's great. As long as he's getting his man, we've got to be happy.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, right. Question from me from Pete Coulson again Is Mikel the new messiah or a very naughty boy? Seriously, are we in danger of not backing financially or potentially losing a brilliant young manager? I don't think I, he's a very naughty boy, to be fair. You know, let's be honest. <laughs> I think he's magic. I think you've got to give him time. I think this is going to be a rocky road. He's not going to be perfect every time. His stock's high at the moment. He's going to have tough times. You know, I remember these chat boxes when we've lost games. Okay? I see them after we win. I see them after we lose. There's a, there's plenty ready to stick the boot in. But to be fair to Mikel, I said he's done really well. I think the club know what they've got in their hands. I think the difference we're going to see this transfer window is that it's not going to be... In the previous couple of transfer windows, it's been Barcelona, Real Madrid-esque. Let's go for a name. Let's go for something that the fan, we think will please the fans. I think this transfer window is going to be about what Mikel Arteta wants. And that's going to be a good thing. Final question to you both, starting with you, Drew. Do you think there's any legs in Yvonne Terdington? And somebody else has asked apologies to whoever else has asked this. Do you think there's any um, legs in the Gwendouzi-Coutinho swap?
2: I mean, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm fine I'm fine with Gwendouzi going. We've had this discussion. I've had this discussion. It's not because he's not a good young football. It's because of his attitude issues. I don't want Coutinho anywhere near this club. I I'll, I, I pass. I, I think for what we should be doing and for the the wages he's going to be on. And the fact that we're going to have to pay like an 8 million pound loan fee in the first place, it makes more sense to take that money and put it towards a player who we can bring in for the long term. And I'm not going to name drop players because there's no point doing that, but I just feel like there are other options there that are going to be younger, that are going to suit what we need in midfield far more than what Coutinho can really bring. And he'd be in a position we don't need, primary strengthening anyway. Ideally he's a number ten or he's a left sided player. We really kind of need a more of a of, a, of an eight, really. Um, or a holding midfielder. So yeah, no, I, I don't want anything I don't want any part of it. personally. So. I, we've got we've got
1: one number ten we don't use I don't I understand. <laughs> Danny, you're too open this.
0: Yeah. also if you've got a player that's actually worth money, why would you swap him for, for a player what, what's the point of that yeah
2: who's earning yeah. £50,000 yeah. a week <laughs> like. yeah
0: you, there's not many saleable yeah. assets in our team right now if you've got one that you signed for what 8 million you might get 35 to 40 for him just take the money you you're just cash in and do something with, with that money that you actually need
1: yeah let's do deals for our benefit not somebody else's yep. Um, that's it for tonight guys so chat box, you've been magnificent you, hit, you, you you. surpassed your target of 150 likes. Well played. I'm very impressed, to be fair. I haven't cared about the, the, the likes for a long time. But well played, chatbox. You've been superb. Only two dickheads in there today. Brilliant chat. Funny, intelligent. You rock. You are the arsenal today. You've done so well for yourselves. Thank you. Massive thanks to Femi and Drew. You two are superb. You laid down the truth. And you were magnificent. Both of you. <laughs> <laughs> you Speechless. Are, speech. Speechless yeah. at the end I of the game. I think now we're we so excited, so we don't know how to respond to that. So. <laughs> right, right, you are Danny Sapayos and Granit Xhaka today. Well done. <laughs> 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 that was a BW Live FA Cup final. Here we go. What did Come you on, wear? <laughs> okay. Let's have it, guys. Okay, two weeks' time, we're back at Wembley. Can we get a trophy this season? It would be magnificent. Thank you for your support. You've been magnificent. Take care. Goodbye. All the best. Keep it Arsenal. As soon as I scored that goal, I was
0: fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog.